For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Secrets of Biblical Hebrew. This is part three of the series. Next, we're going to proceed on to the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and that is the Hebrew letter He. And as explained in the inner meaning of Hebrew letters on page 71, He means in Hebrew, Lo or behold. And the letter He, grammatically, at the beginning of a Hebrew word, means the. So, this is explained in the book, in his own words, by Grant Luton on page 63. And then, if we look at how the Hebrew letter He is written, it looks like it has a broken leg. And so you can kind of look that the Hebrew letter He has two legs and one of the two legs is broken. And so this is going to remind us of Jacob whose name was changed to Israel and the father of the 12 tribes. And the definition of He is to break. And this is explained by Grant Luton in the book in his own words on page 66. So the way that we would pronounce He is He. And so the sound of the letter is made with breathing outward. And so He breathing outward is going to be associated with the breath of God or the Holy Spirit. And Grant Luton explains this in the book in his own words on page 64. And we can see in John chapter 20 and verses 21 and 22 that Yeshua breathed on them to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, we're going to see, as explained in the book in his own words by Grant Luton on page 62, that given that K is associated with breath or life, when in the Bible, Abram, his name was changed to Abraham. And we see this in Genesis in chapter 17 and verse 5. Neither shall your name anymore be called Abram, but your name will be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made you. And so if we look at the spelling of Abram versus Abraham, the Hebrew letter He was added to his name. So He 
represents breath. And so the breath or the life of God was added to Abram's name to become Abraham. And then Abram's wife was originally named Sarai, but her name was changed to Sarah. And in changing her name from Sarai to Sarah, once again, the Hebrew letter He was added to her name. So in the name yod He vav He, there are two He's to the sacred name. So we can associate one of the two He's with Abraham's name and the second He to Sarah's name. So this explanation is given to us in Grant Luton's book on page 62. Next, we're going to look at the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and that's the Hebrew letter Vav. And as explained in Hebrew Word Pictures by Frank Seekins on page 32, Vav means nail, hook, or peg. And in the Hebrew grammar, if we have a Vav that appears at the beginning of a word, then it means and. Vav has a numerical value of six and standing by itself, it also means and. And as explained now by Grant Luton in the book In His Own Words on page 68, the Hebrew letter Vav, which has a numerical value of six, first appears in the sixth word of the Bible where it is used as a prefix meaning and. And so now we read in Hebrew the first verse of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, which in English is, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. It's Breshit, bara Elohim, et, Hashemaim, ve, et, Haaretz. And so the va, va'et, is where we get the translation of and. So we have the vav appearing at the beginning of va'et. So now the next thing that we're going to see is an example in the scriptures where vav means a hook or a nail. In Exodus chapter 26, verse 30 and 32, it is written, And you shall rear up the tabernacle according to the fashion thereof, which was shown you in the mount. And you shall hang it upon the four pillars of shittim wood overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall be of gold upon the four sockets of silver. So the word that's translated as hooks is the Strong's number 2053 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, and it is the Hebrew word vav. So here we can see it's translated as hook, or it could also be rendered as nail or a peg. Now, in the book, in his own words, by Grant Luton on page 68, he explains that the beginning of each column of a Torah scroll starts with a vav. So for centuries, scribes would begin each column of the Torah with the letter vav because its form depicts a hook fastened to a post. In this way, each column of print depicts a curtain of the tabernacle and the vav or hooks each column or print to a sheet of parchment. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to see examples in the Bible where there are Hebrew words where the Hebrew letter Vav will be present or lacking and through its presence or it not being in the word, it's going to represent either complete 
or defective spellings. And when we find something that is abnormal, it's going to cause us to stop to reflect and ask the question, why is it abnormal? And so this is explained in the Wisdom of the Hebrew Alphabet by Rabbi Monk on page 100. And so from the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 349, it's going to explain to you a word in the Bible that is translated as generations. And the Hebrew word is toldot. And what you're going to find is with the exception of two verses, and these two verses are Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth. And then the second verse, now these are the generations of Peretz in Ruth chapter 4, verse 18, that in those two verses, the Hebrew word todot, which is translated as generation, that the Hebrew word todot has the Hebrew letter Vav in its spelling. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, in verse 4, this speaks before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. In Ruth chapter 4, verse 18, it is going to give you a genealogy line from which the Messiah is going to come. And so, in between these two verses in the Bible, whenever we see the occurrence of the Hebrew word todot, which means generation, there is a missing vav in the spelling of the word. And so what's going to then mean the spiritual meaning of this is that before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, the word generations, which is going to speak of their offspring, that it was spelled in its fullness. But when they sinned, that it caused for there to be a missing Vav. Now, the Vav is the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and the number six in the Bible represents man. So when Adam sinned, man fell from the spiritual status that he was in the garden before he sinned. And so then the word that's going to describe his offspring, generations, or todot, it is going to be diminished as well until the Messiah comes and he's going to restore man to ultimately in the fullness of the redemption to how he was before he sinned in the garden. Now, another example of Avav having a defective spelling, and this insight comes to us from the Wisdom of the Hebrew Alphabet by Rabbi Monk on page 101, and it's based upon the verse in Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 2. Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And so, the first part of the verse, you be holy, the Hebrew word for holy is kadosh. And when it talks about us being holy, there is a missing vav. But when it speaks about the God of Israel and his holiness, for I am holy, then there is a vav in the word holy or kadosh. And so the message that we learn from this is we can have what is regarded as a spiritual status of holiness, but it's not the same degree of holiness as the holiness of the God of Israel. So he can regard and consider us as being holy before him, but it's still not at the same level of his holiness. That's why in describing our holiness, 
there is a missing vav, but in describing his holiness, that the vav is in the word kadosh or holy. The next example that we're going to share with you is that there are five times in the Hebrew scriptures that Elijah, who in Hebrew his name is Eliyahu, it contains a missing vav in his name. And this is now explained for us by Grant Luton in his book, In His Own Words, on page 73. And then Jacob's name, on the other hand, five times in the Hebrew scriptures, his name is spelled defectively by the addition of the Hebrew letter Vav. So, in other words, five times in scripture, Vav is missing from Elijah's name, and five times the Vav is added to Jacob's name. And in the book, The Messiah Texts, by Raphael Patai, on page 144, he makes reference to Rashi's commentary to Leviticus chapter 26, verse 42, and gives a rabbinical midrash or explanation of why this is so. So in reiterating, everywhere in the Bible, the name Jacob, which in Hebrew is Yaakov, is spelled without the Hebrew letter Vav, except for five places that Jacob's name contains the Hebrew letter Vav when writing his name in Hebrew, which is Yaakov. And everywhere in scripture where we see the name Elijah, which in Hebrew is Eliyahu, it is spelled with a Hebrew letter Vav, except for five places where Elijah's name Eliyahu is not spelled with the Hebrew letter Vav. And so that is a fact of scripture. Now I'm going to share with you the rabbinical midrash to explain why this is so. It's to teach you that Elijah will come and redeem the seed of Jacob. Jacob took the Vav from the name of Elijah as a pledge that Elijah would come and announce the redemption. That is the end of the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel to Jacob and to the world. So that's the Midrashic commentary or explanation for why this is so. The next example that we're going to show you from Scripture is explained by Grant Luton in the book In His Own Words on page 70. And this is going to be the verse in the Bible which is describing Phineas when he was zealous for the honor of his God. And the Lord said regarding him that I'm going to be making my covenant of peace with him. Now, the word peace in Hebrew is shalom, and it is spelled with the Hebrew letter vav. But in the Torah scroll, where we have these words spoken of Phineas, that I'm making my covenant of peace with him, that in a Torah scroll, the Hebrew letter Vav in Shalom is broken in two. Now in Leviticus chapter 11 verse 42, we have an example that there is an oversized Vav there in that verse. And so then these are examples of the Hebrew letter Vav in the unique ways in which it appears in the Hebrew scriptures, uh, particularly 
in a Torah scroll. Next, we're going to go to the seventh letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and that is the Zayin. And Zayin means arms or weapons. So the seventh letter of the Hebrew alphabet has a numerical value of seven. And so we say Zayin, and it means an arm or a weapon. This is explained in the inner meaning of Hebrew letters on page 103. And so given that Zayin means a weapon, we are told in the scripture that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And this is explained by Grant Luton in the book, in his own words, on page 75. And then we're going to understand an occurrence in the scriptures of the Zayin being written as oversized. And this is from Malachi in chapter 4, verse 4, which says, Remember the Torah of my servant Moses. And the Hebrew word remember is zikru, and it is spelled in a Hebrew Bible with an oversized Zayin. Next, we're going to go to the eighth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is the Chet. And as explained in the book Messiah in his Hebrew alphabet by Dick Mills and David Michael on page 36, that Chet is associated with a fence. Chet is also associated with life, as explained in the inner meaning of Hebrew letters on page 122. And so there it is written, it's no surprise that the most common words associated with Chet are Chayit, which means life. And Chay means living, alive, lively, vivacious, active, raw, fresh, strong, healthy, undiluted, or unadulterated. So when the children of Israel put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, the doorpost represented the Hebrew letter Chet. This is explained in the book in his own words by Grant Luton on page 89. When the blood of the Passover lamb was placed upon the doorpost and lintel of each Hebrew home, that blood formed the shape of the Hebrew letter Chet. That is the letter which is synonymous in the Jewish mind for life. Next, we're going to look at the ninth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and that is the letter Tet. And as explained in Messiah in his Hebrew alphabet by Dick Mills and David Michael on page 42, Tet is going to represent a serpent because the shape of the letter, as it is written, closely resembles that of a serpent. Now, Grant Luton explains in the book, in his own words, on page 104, that Tet is going to represent death. Next, we're going to look at the 10th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is the Yod. And Yod, or Yod, in Hebrew, means hand. And this is explained in the inner meaning of the Hebrew letters on page 141. The Yod is the smallest letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And when you write it, it's just a little larger than if you would write a dot. This is explained in the inner meaning of Hebrew letters on page 141. So then we need to understand that twice in the Torah, the Yod appears 
as being enlarged. And it also appears as being undersized as well. Now we're going to move on to the 11th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and that is Kaf. And as explained in Messiah and his Hebrew alphabet by Dick Mills and David Michael, Kaf is associated with the palm of the hand and the wing. And grammatically, when you write it in the Hebrew language, Kaf means like or as when it is prefixed to a word. And the Hebrew word for king is melech. And so if you have a kaf before the word melech, then it would mean like a king. And when the Hebrew letter kaf appears at the end of the word, it makes it possessive. For example, the Hebrew word that means kindness, or in the King James, it's often translated as loving kindness or mercy, is the Hebrew word chesed. And if you put the kaf at the end of the word, then the word is pronounced as hazdek, and it means your kindness or your loving kindness. Now we're going to move on to the 12th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and that is the lamed. And Lamed means to learn, to study, to become familiar with. And this is explained in the inner meaning of the Hebrew letters on page 179. So Lamed in the pictograph meaning represents a shepherd's staff and Lamed means to learn. Now we're going to look at the 13th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and that is the mem. And mem represents water. The Hebrew word for water is ma'im. This is explained in Messiah and his Hebrew alphabet by Dick Mills and David Michael on page 64. When mem is found at the beginning or the middle of the word, it is written one way, but mem has a final form when it appears at the end of a word. And the final form of the mem, the letter is enclosed. And at the beginning or the middle of a word, the mem is open in its appearance. This is explained by Grant Luton in his book, in his own words on page 133. Next, we're going to look at the 14th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and that is the Hebrew letter Nun. And Nun represents a fish. This is explained in the book Messiah and his Hebrew alphabet by Dick Mills and David Michael on page 70. A fish was the primary first century symbol that was linked or associated with believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. Grant Luton explains this in his book in his own words on page 145. So if you look at Psalm 145 in the Bible in the Hebrew, it is written as an acrostic. Psalm 145 contains 21 verses. Now there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And so the style by which the psalm is written. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, Secrets of Biblical Hebrew. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.